Welcome, everybody, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torn. Yo, what's up? Nothing much, just chilling. It's it's so close to the end of the semester. I was so close to finally being able to breathe. I have my last exam on Monday, I think. But luckily, I'm I'm done with everything else. So my weekend, free. I'm chilling this weekend. I am good to go. Yeah, because I know the semester like ends like early for a lot of people, which is good because like also depends think, on the class. Yeah, I think for me, like last semester, the semester ended like in the middle of December. So mid December. Yeah, it was like middle of December or something like that. Oh my god, late as hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I graduated, so must be I'm nice. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to I'm finally gonna have some free time for like a month and then I'm <laughs> back to the grindstone. <sighs> Luckily, I'm, I think I'm done with all my like actual like difficult classes. I think I have one more that is that's kind of difficult, but like I'm over the hurdle pretty much. Yeah, so that's good. But yeah, we have a great show for everyone this week. We're going to be talking about Marvel versus cinema. Ooh, spooky. Um, and we also have the news of the week. Not too much news, but trailers fucking galore. Like there wasn't that much news. I was like, man, there's not that much news this week. And then like in the last couple days of the week, it was bam, trailer, bam, trailer. I was like, oh my God. But, uh, so yeah, we have that. Uh, but, uh, did you watch anything this week? Cause I sure fucking didn't. Um, yesterday, last night I watched, um, this movie came out this year. I think it came out. Like earlier this year, let me let me see. When did it come out? I know it came out. It came out in August, August twenty sixth. Um, it, it's called Breaking, and it's with Man. John Boy, dude. Um, and it's about like yeah, John Boyega plays this um this veteran who like um like he essentially like holds people hostage in a bank to make sure he gets like his money from uh the veteran affairs, and it's based on a true story. So, yeah, I saw I saw a clip of that, and it looked like he was he was really uh, putting his all into that. Yeah, it was. He, it's it goes to show that he he is a talented actor. Like, and I hope he gets more more and more roles in the future. Of course, obviously, but I want to see him in more roles. Um, I did see him in the Woman King as well. Um, he was good in that. I thought this one was a little bit a little bit better. I still have to see John Boyega and attack the block because I thought that was like his breakout role. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, other than that, um, the movie was really good. Um, I give it like a three and a half out of five stars. Um, so not that good. I mean, it's it's solid. <laughs> I think for me, like, I think it's just because like I was. It's like one of those movies where it's like you know there's like a like a little bit of filler. And you kind of just wanted to end. It's like a, it's like an hour and forty eight minute movie. I feel like it could have been like an hour thirty maybe, but sure. I think I think it's fine. Yeah, I didn't watch anything this week, or at least not that I can think of. I'm, I started a casual rewatch of the MCU, so I uh, I watched Iron Man. I guess. Well, I haven't actually finished it yet. It's very casual, <laughs> but uh, anytime I go back to like sort of like do like a rewatch of some portion of the MCU, I'm like. I'm reminded why I love these so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, this is this is good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff right here. 
Iron Man's a good movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I didn't, I didn't watch anything. Uh, other than I rewatched the holiday special, but you talked about that last week. But yeah, time to get into the news of the week. There's time codes in the description and whatnot. So uh, yeah, let's start with uh, the sort of regular bits of news, and then we'll just hit the trailers one by one. <laughs> so first off, uh, some Star Wars news: The Mandalorian season three is confirmed to premiere March first. So. A little later than rumored, but not that much later. It was like, I think it was uh, rumored to be releasing like mid to late February. So, I mean, not that big of a delay, even if they're, it wasn't even officially announced. But season three of The Mandalorian, super exciting. Uh, Torrance still hasn't seen season two. Oh. Still no, season two, hasn't seen Andor. <laughs> but uh, season three is looking real exciting. So I'm I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, next up with some Marvel news. Actually, no, DC news. There's a Blue Beetle <laughs> poster that just randomly dropped today. That was the piece of news. I just remembered it. Uh, it was just a teaser poster. just like a Blue Beetle logo. It's whatever. But uh, this is according to Deadline. Amazon is apparently closing a, de- a big deal with Warner Brothers Discovery for DC animated content to be on Prime Video. So they're really just like, HBO Max? Eh. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just sell off some stuff. So there's pros and cons to this. A pro being... Amazon actually seems to uh, not promotes the wrong word, but like they do animated content. We got Invincible and stuff like that. They're not just like fuck animation, like Warner Brothers seems to love doing. Um, you also have the the boys diabolical, yes, uh, and yeah. So Warner Brothers is, seems to be relatively anti animation, which is annoying. Um, Amazon isn't like that, but also this is a good thing because that probably means less cancellations than uh, that we probably would have gotten before. But what, what this means for like already established animation stuff like Harley Quinn, if that's going to move over to Prime Video, I mean, that that obviously remains to be seen. But we'll probably be getting stuff like um, uh, the, the Batman Cape Crusader. That'll probably be on Amazon Prime Video, but the deal isn't closed yet, but they are closing a deal. And if it's going to go anywhere I think Amazon is probably the best choice because Netflix has has been Netflix is weird because they have some in, um, incredible animation projects like Love, Death, and Robots and Arcane, but they're also like let's just slash our animation division. <laughs> like, makes no Maybe. sense. But uh, yeah, so I guess if they're not going to do it in house, it doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, technically, they'd make more money quickly by just selling it off <laughs> to, for other companies to make it but it is what it is so that's that but then uh, some marvel news this is also according to deadline uh michael gandolfini who uh plays a young tony soprano in hbo's the many saints of newark because he's the actor's son um apparently has been cast in daredevil born again in a major role so obviously speculation is running rampant people are like new foggy unlikely because the age difference between him and Charlie Cox. Uh, but the biggest um, or the most prevalent theory right now is Richard Fisk. Richard Fisk? Yeah. Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the timeline would work with that. Obviously, you know, the snap, five years. I mean, it's. It, I imagine season three of Daredevil took place in 2018. So I 
but that would make his son, I guess he could have hit his son. I don't fucking know. But people are, you know, speculating that it could be Richard Fisk. And I think, I think there's also another character in the comics that that's like not Fisk's actual son, but more like an echo type thing where he, it's almost like his adoptive son or something like that. I don't fucking remember. Um, but he could be someone related or, and, or close to Fisk in that way. And that could be really interesting, but this dude, he seems to be like a talented actor and you know, that'd be sick. <laughs> so. Yeah. He was really, he's really good in the mini sense of new work. And I, yeah, because like I watched it and I was like, you know, like I want to see what the hype is about The Sopranos. And I watched that movie, watched the first episode of The Sopranos, and I dropped it. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there's many raves about, you know, like how The Sopranos is like one of the best TV shows on television. It was the Breaking Bad of its time. Breaking Bad of his time, you know, it's up there with like, you know, the, the, the top three, at least to me, is like The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, like The Wire could be one of them as well. Um, you know, of course, you have like, you know, other stuff like Game of Thrones, but so, um, I still gotta get back into it of The Sopranos. Maybe if I ever get HBO Max back, we'll see how that is, but you know, what if he is too foggy? What if he ends up, I don't know. I wouldn't mind, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No offense to the actor, <laughs> the previous actor. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that for like the sort of regular news. And then uh, we got some trailers. So let's start off with the very, very intriguing Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. Now, as a notorious hater... <laughs> Of the the Michael Bay Transformers films. This looks like a fantastic, beautiful, mending, melding uh, combination of the sort of Bumblebee vibe with the designs and stuff with sort of the Bay, Michael Bay sort of action and more complicated looks to the Transformers. I mean, it looks great. Even some of the actions felt very felt very uh, Michael Bay Transformers, which is fine. That's not really where the <laughs> films really uh, fell flat for me. Oh, sometimes it did because a lot of times it was just metal clashing together. But <laughs> but there's actually some creative stuff in here. Um, God, it just looked it looked fantastic. <laughs> fantastic! I'm super excited. I'm super excited as well. Um, for somebody who likes Transformers. Um, Although I did not really watch the cartoons all that well, but um, I'm so excited to see, you know, this like adaptation of Beast Wars comes in. Um, there was one, there was one complaint. Uh, I'm not very really like, I'm, I mean, I still like the design. People were complaining about Optimus's design, how they like the, the one and Bumblebee a little bit better. Um, I think it's fine. Um, Transformers always get new looks like here and there like in the comics shows and the movies so yeah the ones uh, in uh in bumblebee definitely look more classic and uh more like the original cartoons which personally i do prefer i do like the look of optimus prime more in bumblebee but i take the one in this new one over the bay shit 
any day of the week. <laughs> so I'm so I'm I'm still happy. It still has those that uh you know those uh classic. It still has the classic look. It's just a bit more uh, mechanical, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's what I, that's what I meant by like it's it, it's a bit more Bay ish. But it's it's definitely it's cl- it's still closer to Bumblebee than it is the Michael Bay stuff. Yeah. And of course, um, it's always nice seeing Optimus Primal, aka Winton from Overwatch. Where's his glasses? Uh, he, he doesn't need him right now. Oh, he's in. He's remember he's in the Primal mode. That's his alt. He's using his alt right now. Oh, you're right. Winton, Wonton, Winton. But yeah, I'll, honestly, I cannot wait for this movie. I've been waiting for this movie like for like a couple of years now. I finally got around to seeing Bumblebee, so like that adds more to the hype. So, yeah, I can't wait for this. I still can't tell if it's the same universe or not. For what? Like, is this the same universe as Bumblebee, or is it a new yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a continuation of, of Bumblebee. And okay. I think that I think that people were saying that, like, Haley Seinfeld might, might make a return. Shit, I hope so. Right, she was, she was a delight in that movie. Yeah, that's but, the reason um, I'm wondering. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> but, like, um... I forgot the main dude's name. But I know he's probably going to be like the Anthony new Sam Witwicky. Yeah, Anthony Ramos. He's going to be the uh, new Sam Witwicky, I believe. Yeah, that entire when he was in the the Porsche, <laughs> and yeah, the he was Porsche like, "I'm not driving." Like that was so to the original Transformers. <laughs> yeah, but like the but like, you know the, at the very beginning of the trailer where he fucking gets out of the the car, and shit, the Porsche. That shit was amazing, incredible. Oh, and that final like. I don't even know where that was. Like, I'll just say Cybertron because I don't know where it is. That's like that battle between all the Transformers, and you had like the the animal one like jumping and transforming, and then and then running like nor. Oh my god! Yeah, that shit was amazing. So cool! <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, finally, some good Transformers content. <laughs> we were starving since Bumblebee. It was like Bumblebee was like finally something good, and then that radio silence. I know, but oh God, I'm just so glad that it's finally here. Finally. Yeah, that is Transformers. So time to move on. Uh, literally just dropped two seconds ago. The Last of Us trailer. Uh, the previous trailers before this one, it was more like sizzle reels than anything. We get a little bit of dialogue here and there, but as well see like, hey, look at these pretty visuals. And this one's more like, here's the story. Here's more of the characters and stuff like that. And we finally get to see and hear and uh, see more of the performance of Bella Ramsey as Ellie. And, you know, I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, I'm always the of the mind, you know, performance over over accuracy and, and looks and whatnot. And we we didn't really get to see a lot of Bella Ramsey because it, she just wasn't really in the trailers that much. So it was hard to tell. It's like, yeah, she doesn't really look like Ellie, but like, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether, whether she, you know, really captures Ellie in her performance. And the little, we get a little bit more, it's not a ton of her, but she gets like a little like extended scene in the trailer. And to me, it felt very Ellie. I was like, that's Ellie right there. That's that's uh, I mean she she I thought she really captured it in that at least in that scene they showed in the trailer so I was very happy with that and uh god it looks great there's new characters and so they were clearly going to go in depth into more stuff I mean we talked or they talked about um uh how I fucking forgot the characters names but the <laughs> the kid and the dad 
that they run into at some point in the game and they're in it for like a, a uh, like a, a few scenes and then they're out. Uh, I won't say what happens just in case, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think the kid's name is like Sam, right? Or something. Yeah. Something like that. But I know that they're going to get like more play and they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to get a lot more character depth and, and stuff like that than they did in the games. So that's exciting. So we're going to see new familiar stuff. We're also going to see new stuff and, and more additions to familiar characters and new characters. We're getting more bill played by Nick Offerman, which is a fantastic casting choice. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm loving the look of this. I'm very, very excited. And it, it comes out in just barely over a month. So, yeah. So that's, that's just crazy, man. It's like, yeah, it's literally right around the corner. Literally. How are you feeling about Ellie? Um, kind of like what you kind of like uh, what you said. Um, the one, yeah, the one part where, you know, she's showing off her humor and it is very Ellie like, but, um, I am waiting to see more of the performance by Bella Ramsey. Definitely. Pedro Pastia. I'm still sold on Pedro Pascal. I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I just know this series is going to crush me. So, and man, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see more of the clickers because they look incredible. Yeah, they look literally like ripped out from the game. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the score is going to hit. Oh, and then they, they take on me was the music in the trailer, which if you know, you know. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so that is that. And then the the last trailer we got here, I mean, based on last week, you know, it was very exciting, but also very scary. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Someone's going to die. I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm not ready for this at all. Like, like I'm like, I was excited. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, no, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> I'm so stressed. I'm going to walk into that theater and then I'm going to walk out and my hair is going to be completely white. Like, I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> but we get a funny bit at the beginning of the trailer where they go to I forgot what it's what it's called, but it, there, it's some other planet that in the comics and in this is literally like a mirror of earth, except all the people are like animals and, and shit and everything is sort of different in one way or another, but it's almost identical to our world. And, um, <laughs> the little kid throws the ball to Drax and Drax just <laughs> throws it at the kid. Oh, it was so good. Oh, so at least it's not all going to be sad. You know, there's still, you know, classic James Gunn humor, but it's like, fuck, I know why I, I said it last week. I was like, man, he's, he's James Gunn's really like, hey, here's a fun Christmas special. Can't wait to crush your dreams in the next thing. <laughs> like, oh, but obviously the big question is who's going to die? I mean, we see a, a shot of Chris Pratt, like screaming or something. Bro's putting his all into this. Like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that part. Like, who, what's he, what's he doing that for? <laughs> Man, we get some shots of Gamora too. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what her little story is going to be like. So yeah, we see the high evolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's looking fantastic. I, I'm so scared for Rocket. I just can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Please, God. Please, James Gunn. Please, please, man. Rocket's my favorite one of the Guardians. Please, James Gunn. It's like part of me is like. Holding out like the smallest bit of hope because there's the shot in the trailer where he's he like doesn't have the the his 
jacket or shirt on, whatever. And he's like laying down and he looks, he looks like distraught or hurt or something. I don't know, but it's, it's on some like death scene type stuff and it has me terrified. But, but at the same time, maybe part of me is like, maybe, you know, James Gunn put that in as as like a red herring and, you know, he's the one that lives or something. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I need my boy rocket to live. But made me shed a tear right now. Who do you think is going to die? Um, me. <laughs> In the theater. The likeliest ones right now are Rocket and Drax. Yeah. Because obviously Dave Bautista doesn't really want to play Drax anymore. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean he has to die. He could just be like, all right, I'm going to go elsewhere. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, have to, doesn't have to die. Um but James Gunn always, you know, he's the type of guy who's like, if the character arc's done, then, then, then you know, <laughs> whoops. Uh, and he's talked, he always talks about how Guardians 3, you know, is filling out Rocket and stuff. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm scared. I am terrified. But yeah, still very excited, though. It looks peak. Like, it looks phenomenal. Visually, performances look great. Groot is looking beefy i don't have to say besides that like i'm just gonna be weary when it comes out because it's either i'm going to cry or just not be there to see everything because i'm gonna be passing away (laughs) i'm gonna be punching the air so that's it for the news of the week i think unless i miss something but you know but that means it's time to move on to our topic which is marvel versus cinema so, um, yeah, obviously, you know, it's a pretty big conversation in the, in the, this sort of space right now, uh, you know, with comments, you know, previous comments from people like Scorsese and Tarantino's recent comments and Jennifer Lopez, uh, you know, they have opinions <laughs> and those opinions are, well, they're opinions. But what what do you uh what, what, why don't you why don't you start and I'll just add to what because this was your idea. What? This was your idea. You say you want you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Um, I mean, I can go first because I because I, I split mine up into like into people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Where. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So basically, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about this because you know it's a. It's you know it's a, it's a topic that's been floating around for the past like you know a couple of weeks months uh, even like a couple of years even but you know it's a trend we all know it's a trend to hate on the MCU because people think of it as like another generic franchise that makes you know art like you know colorless artless like films when in, like you know people have their opinions some can be downright stupid and you know mind-blowingly like horrible but you know their opinions right you know people who like to hate on the mcu for no reason have crouton brain uh <laughs> moments right um crouton brain yes um so basically i want to piggyback off some of the thoughts that um a woke a well-known tiktok creator named jay soup said about the whole entire thing is that you know like the MCU, franchises have been part of, you know, media for decades. You know, you have Harry Potter, Transformers, um, you know, even 
the Lord of the Rings, like, you know, movies, but why the MCU? Why is it, you know, Star Wars. Why, why is he, why is he, oh, yeah, Star Wars as well? Yes. Thank you. Forgettable. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, but like, why is the MCU getting all the hate? Well, you know, I'm going to add, you know, I'm going to say that because like Jay Soup said, it's a cultural shift in uh, the media industry, you know, where it's not really the MCU's fault, but it's because of streaming. You know, streaming has been like, you know, a big thing since, like, you know, the pandemic where, you know, people don't want to go out to like, you know, these public places because, you know, it's dangerous. But, you know, the cost of like, you know, movies because of the pandemic have like, you know, risen higher. So now people are going to be wanting to pay for these subscriptions and, you know, just wait till the movies are out on there. Um, that's that's one thing. Um, of course, one thing about, you know, because of the MCU, you know, they're like, you know, these big blockbuster movies, people feel like that because of the MCU that like these lower budget movies aren't getting the attention um, simply because, you know, there's like, you know, oversaturation of films in general. Uh, so now people are like, oh, my God, like the MCU is getting so much attention. Why isn't this, you know, two dollar budget rom-com getting all the attention? Well, because, you know, some of these movies, um, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it kind of sucks. But simply some of these movies just don't have the longevity to stay in theaters. So they go into the streaming services. And that's where, like, most people are would rather spend their money on, you know. Um, Like I said, you know, the pandemic was a main issue for all these things because people don't want to go to movie theaters but also, like, since people are mostly on their phones, it caused a really short attention span for a majority of people, uh, including myself. You know, it feels like I can't just, you know, sit down. I mean, of course, I can sit down and, like, watch a movie like a normal person. But, you know, the attention span has drastically changed because of the pandemic. And... um I feel like I feel like you should uh, take take uh, a head for the people, since you have like people like such as J Lo and Tarantino and Scorsese. So. Um, well, I want to start with Scorsese because he's sort of the catalyst that sort of started this domino effect of directors just shitting on the MCU. But actually, I should I should clarify because it really only like a couple of them have like directly shit on the MCU, and I feel like that's I want to preface all of this by saying these most of them are not necessarily shitting on the MCU as a whole or specifically the MCU they're just talking about these big budget whether it's a superhero movie like like it also includes DC like just all these just big movies essentially but the MCU is of course the biggest thing and the stuff that comes out with the most content, so naturally everything's going to gravitate towards <laughs> towards the MCU being the main conversation. You also have like, like Scorsese, essentially, like he doesn't he names Marvel directly, but he's not like fuck Marvel. You know what I mean? He's he's he never really said they were bad movies or anything like that. But you have headlines and people jumping to conclusions, and ultimately, I do think people marvel fans or whoever are overreacting 
That being said, there's also people that love to suck Scorsese's dick so much <laughs> that will take whatever he says, still manage to twist it like an MCU fan and and use it as the way to say like the MCU's garbage or whatever. So yeah. it's shitty either way. But anyway, I want to actually use quotes that they actually said, specifically Scorsese and Tarantino, for some of this so people actually know what they actually said rather than just Scorsese hates Marvel. So here we go. Okay. Also, this quote was a lot bigger than this. It was like a whole article of what he said. And uh, like, I'm obviously not going to read the whole article. So if you want, you can go find that if you want to read everything he, he, he said, but you know, I took the quotes that really boiled down what he was saying. So quote, I was, and this is, this is actually after the sort of initial question. And he just, and this is him sort of clarifying, um, He said, quote, I was asked a question about Marvel movies. I answered it. I said that I've tried to watch a few of them and they're not for me, that that they seem to me to be closer to theme parks than they are to movies, as I've known and loved them throughout my life. And that in the end, I don't think they're cinema. So you might ask, what's my problem? Why not just let superhero films and other franchise franchise films be? The reason is simple. In many places around this country and around the world, franchise films are now your primary choice if you want to see something on the big screen. It's a perilous time in film exhibition, and there are fewer independent theaters than ever. The equation is flipped, and streaming has become the primary delivery system. Still, I don't know a single filmmaker who doesn't want to design films for the big screen, to be projected before audiences and theaters. And if you're going to tell me that it's simply a matter of supply and demand and giving the people what they want, I'm going to disagree. It's a chicken and egg issue. If people are given only one kind of thing and endlessly sold only one kind of thing, of course they're going to want more of that one kind of thing. So when this... That's that's fair. Yeah, when this initially came out, I disagreed completely. Uh, Specifically about, well, most of it. but, But after some thought, a while of thought... I do think he's right in the sense that these are event or theme park films. Like, I mean, Infinity War and Endgame are literally called event films. It, But just yeah. because they're event films doesn't mean they're void of meaning or emotion or depth. Like, and people are seeing independent, smaller indie movies, just not ones that are shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like... And people aren't going to theaters, not because they only want to see Marvel films, but because of two factors. There's probably more factors, but these are the two I can think of. (laughs) One, indie movies are going to streaming. So, like, but why? Like, yes, theaters want to show Marvel films, but they also show the shitty action cash grabs like Uncharted or Moonfall or Jurassic World. And two, ticket prices keep going up. If, yeah, ticket, exactly. if ticket prices were still low, like they used to be, then people wouldn't mind just watching a quick film like, oh, I got I got like a couple hours to kill. I'll go watch the new fucking rom whatever the fuck. But when tickets are costing as much as twenty dollars, then why would we see something like like a good kind of indie movie like Vengeance from BJ Novak when when I could wait to get paid <laughs> and go see a a quote event film or a theme park film like multiverse of madness. And especially, exactly. and and that film is actually going to be in the zeitgeist and people are going to be talking about it. People are going to be talking about vengeance. Why would I go see that? Like, sure. It might be a good film, but I ain't going to pay $20 for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, of course, you know, um, and also like, uh, re, re, the point that like, 
while these movies may not be bad, but like they're not going to be bringing in money. Like, and I know people like uh, uh, want to like hate, like, oh my god, yeah, these movies are like you know these black post movies are just all the attention. Well, yeah, they're they are the attention because they're going to be bringing the amounts of money. Um, and then of course, you know, that's not to say that like people who make like you know these indie films are like any less of a creative, but that's just that's just how how it works right now. That why you know why I think that like it, it kind of makes sense why like you know all these like films are like being put on like these I wouldn't say okay all these smaller streaming services like you know like you know band TV or like some some weird shit like that like Tubi like Tubi like um, Freebie Tubi Tubo Mokotoko Fapa like Starbucks <laughs> Entertainment like you know. It just it, it makes sense that that way too, um, and that's also why you know some of these like streaming services such as you know um, Apple TV are gaining like you know these shows and these like um, these the shows and like movies because you know for that some re- for that same reason, um, yeah. And also, I want to bring up about the, I want to say the quick thing um, before you go into Tarantino. Um, it kind of goes. Anywhere, so it wasn't done. Okay, so about the movie theater. Um, so basically, uh, I saw a story on TikTok where this person was saying how you know Tarantino was going to show this movie at this you know theater, right? And at the time, I think it was like Star Wars, like The Force Awakens had just came out or was about to come out, right? The theater then said, "Hey." We want you to pull Tarantino's film out of the theater so we can show Star Wars. And the theater was like, oh, you know, we're not going to do that because we gave Tarantino our word. And like D- Disney, in a sense, like blackmailed them and was like, OK, you know, if you won't um, if you won't like give her to Tarantino's film, we're not going to ever put your put our films in your uh, theater again. So they end up taking out Tarantino's film and put all of, like the Star Wars shit on there, and so whatever you know, if there's another quote you have found about Tarantino not liking Marvel. Um, there is a reason why, because you know his movie got taken out of that theater. So yeah, that was a quick little. That's more Disney than Marvel, but yeah, it's no secret you know. that Disney is questionable in their practices, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to that. But like. Yeah, back to back to sort of like the um the sort of like indie movies and stuff like that. A24 literally built a large and successful brand and company just on small indie films alone. They got right. like they got there because they have an amazing track record with their films. <laughs> and like everything everywhere all at once made waves on social media because it was an incredible film. And through just word of mouth, it uh it got a great and extended theatrical run. It wouldn't have gotten that if the movie was just whatever, but because it was an incredible movie as it should, people went to the theater. It got a theatrical run and, and like even Scorsese, I didn't put it in the quote there, but he was talking about how like he did the Irishman for Netflix and, and he's like, he's grateful for streaming, but, but like a lot of people because of streaming, are going to see are going to see movies. So he's both blaming 
sort of the big Marvel films, stuff like that, and also streaming. The streaming one, he's he's on the nose. Uh, like you were talking about J-Stoop. J-Stoop talks about it. She's like oversaturation is a massive I- I issue with the, with these kind of stuff. I mean, Netflix, I forgot if it was Netflix. There was some, there was some other company that, that, that said they wanted to put out like 25 films in a year, like 25. Good Lord, man. <laughs> like, like there, there's just so, so much content coming out that people just don't have time to watch them all. Every, everyone is spread so thin with all this content that if you're going that if everyone's going to see a, just one thing, it's going to be the biggest thing. And that's Marvel. It's not yeah. Marvel's fault <laughs> that they're the biggest thing. Like Scorsese was talking about, well, people are only going to consume the one thing that they know because they're only getting served one thing. Well, they're only getting served one thing because everything else is so spread out. They don't know what else to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to add on to your A24 film, like along with everything everywhere all at once, there are multiple A24 films that have gained the attention of audiences wider than the indie film industry, such as Hereditary, Midsommar, um, The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, um, The Green Knight. And there's so much there's so much more from A24 that like they, they managed to gravitate a wider audience. So you know, like, yeah, you know, that's just another another thing I wanted to add on because A24 is is, going, is is up there as well. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, it like, whether it's um, something like everything everywhere all at once or fucking Avengers Endgame, at the end of the day, it's art and art is subjective. Scorsese himself said that they aren't just for him, the Marvel films, and that's fine, obviously, but he doesn't get to dictate what is and what isn't cinema. Like, just because he, he fucking made The Wolf of Wall Street, who gives a shit? Just because he made Goodfellas, who gives a shit? He's made incredible films, but that doesn't mean he gets to <laughs> say, like, what's good film or what's good cinema and what isn't. It just makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. To me... Infinity War is a beautiful and emotional film and is a piece of art. And yet, I think uh, The Godfather, as blasphemous as it sounds, is just not as good. <laughs> um, like, I think it's that, that doesn't mean I think it's like a worse film in an objective sense. And we talked about how objectivity is kind of bullshit anyway, but like, that doesn't mean The Godfather is necessarily a worse movie. I just didn't get as much out of it as others. And I got more out of Avengers Infinity War emotionally because yeah. it's art and art is different and has different meanings to different people. Like that's, that's just, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is true. Should talk but, about JLo. <laughs> oh yeah. So about JLo, um, well, you know, J J Lo is mad that she didn't get her call back from um from Disney. Um I I think anything that J Lo says about Marvel I mean, I'm gonna sound like a Marvel dick writer just by saying this, but like I don't know. I like hearing what J Lo says. Um this is the same person who can't fucking sing and has to steal from uh, a black woman's uh, vocals, so Damn. You <laughs> really called her out, damn. Fucking horrible at that and um also yeah. flip flopping back and forth, she says multiple. She said multiple times that she'd want to join the MCU. 
Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, she's just mad that like all her friends are getting into Marvel movies and she ain't. She definitely ain't getting in the in one now, and I, she, she wants to fucking talk shit. Yeah, but basically, she said that like everything coming out now has to be based on a Marvel comic or whatever. And pretty much, she's just she's literally just saying this because no one fucking watched her movie. It's like, hey, maybe no one watched watched your movie because no one gives a flying fuck about watching. And this is sort of ties into what Tarantino said, because her film isn't, oh, look at these two characters and look how look how good this is going to be. Look at this great story. It's, hey, look, it's Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson and they get married in this movie. (laughs) Like that's that's what that's what the film is. And that would have worked 20 years ago. But we're at a mm-hmm. different time. No one gives a fuck if it, like, no one wants to watch J Lo get married. We've seen you do that a thousand times <laughs> in exactly. real life, and so that sort of ties into the Tarantino bit. So if you don't mind, uh, I would like to do the Tarantino quote. Now, the Tarantino thing uh, is the. Other than JLo, I guess. I think JLo was the most recent, but Tarantino is is was probably the biggest one. Got blown way out of proportion. <laughs> um uh like nothing that Tarantino said um was anything new. And he even said that in the quote. And but you know, the headlines and whatever, people like to blow shit out of proportion anyway. But um he said, quote, part of the marvelization of Hollywood is you have all these actors who have to become famous. Uh, playing these characters, but they're not movie stars, right? Captain America is the star. Thor is the star. I'm not the first person to say that. I think that's been said a zillion times, but it's these franchise characters that become a star. Back in 2005, if an actor stars in a movie that does as good as the Marvel movies do, then that guy's an absolute star. It means people dig him or her and they, and they like them and want to see them and stuff. Sandra Bullock is in Speed, and everyone thought she's amazing in it. Everyone fell in love with her. They were excited by Sandra Bullock and wanted to see her in something else. That's not the case now. We want to see that guy keep playing Wolverine or whatever. So, I think Tarantino is half correct. He's right in that there aren't any stars anymore. Anthony Mackie even said this years ago, and he was doing the Marvel movies at the time. Um... The, he, he, there aren't any stars anymore, other than some that are like still alive, like Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise, and from and they're from that era. But like newer players in Hollywood aren't stars in the way that they were before. People go to see these films for the characters they play. Good, <laughs> like it isn't a bad thing that people go and watch movies because it looks good and it seems like it has a good story. Like that's kind of the point of these movies is to tell a interesting and compelling story not to create some bullshit and just sell it on an actor no one's interested in that anymore so that's what the j-lo shit is she's selling her she's not selling the film or the story or the characters like yeah my dad was is a sort of part or was it was growing up in that era of like stardom and and you go to the film you go to the movies to see a specific star not necessarily the story and it shows because I remember when he asked me if I was going to see Chaos Walking just because it had Tom Holland in it. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, why would I why would I want to see a movie that looks awful just because there's an actor I like in it? Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> like Chaos Walking, like, looked shit. No offense to the people involved, but like, 
like I, and I love Tom Holland. I have seen a lot of films with Tom Holland in it that admittedly that I probably wouldn't before, but I like uh, the devil all the time or cherry, but I watched those films because yeah, Tom Holland was in it, but they, I thought they also looked interesting from a story perspective, but just because I'm a fan, I'm not going to watch, like I still haven't seen the gray man, despite really liking Chris Evans and his performance and stuff. Um, it's, it's just, it's backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's or, definitely, yeah, it's definitely backwards because like back then, like, you know, in like a, when the movies are coming up in the 30s, 40s and 50s, um, literally they had to bank it on the actor, right? Instead of so much more of the movies. But like, yeah, just like you said, it's the opposite because movies now cost a lot more um, than they than they did back then. So now, like, yeah, they're focused more on the movie and the production rather than, you know, the actual like stars. Yeah. And also it's good because now you get actors based on like performance and not just this is a big star. I mean, obviously that still happens, uh, but it it happens less, which is good. But um, where Tarantino uh, is wrong uh, is that technically there are still stars, just not in the way that it used to be. And all these to put it bluntly, old white directors seem to miss so much. Um, like, yes, people are going to a Captain America or a Thor film for Captain America or a Thor, but they're also going to a Captain America movie for Captain America played by Chris Evans. They're going to a Thor movie to watch Thor played by Chris Hemsworth. Most of these actors aren't replaceable. RDJ is Iron Man. Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa. Like, Imagine the uproar if they recast Charlie Cox for the MCU's Daredevil. Like, I, like we're we're excited to see these characters on the big screen because that's it. That's it is what we care for the most. But they can't just tomorrow go. Oh, by the way, we're making Captain America four with some other guy other than Chris Evans. Obviously, Anthony Mackie's Captain America now, but he's Sam Wilson, not Steve Rogers. Like, they, if they came out with a Captain Captain America four with someone else is Steve Rogers that isn't Chris Evans. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as interested in that because I like the Chris Evans version of Captain America. <laughs> so like the actors are still tied to these roles in these films just as much as the characters are. Yeah. And if we're being like doubly honest, like Tom Holland, I mean, Uncharted like broke records like it it, it way overperformed like in and, and it, it is based off like a video game franchise but it was also based off a video game franchise where this movie version people weren't really feeling the trailers people didn't like the casting of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg and yet people still saw it <laughs> like Tom Holland is a draw despite you know other movies may not performing as well. Like it, like it's just not as it's it's not a guarantee anymore. Like you had, like you have Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, like a tried and true combo, just based on Thor Ragnarok. You put them in that Men in Black movie, and it still flops because it just it didn't look that good, <laughs> and then and it didn't and it wasn't that good. Apparently, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but yeah, because like yeah, because there's already like you know three arguably it was like two really good Men in Black films. So, yeah, you know, actually, you know, I'll count the third one. Three good men in black films. So, 
So the, them making that one, it's just like, it was like, eh, like whatever, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, was that it for you? Like for. Yeah, that's it for Tarantino. Cause he was, his was mostly like, again, blown out of proportion. And, uh, you have anyone else? Cause I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about, um, Ridley Scott. Please, please talk about Ridley Scott. <laughs> all right. So Ridley Scott, we all know him from, uh, Alien and he made Gladiator so really Scott also has some thoughts to say about you know Marvel movies and superhero movies in general to which uh, he told Deadline he said that superhero films are fucking boring as shit right um and then in this article it says that Scott's gripe against the genre appears to be that he sees a lack of characterization saying that the best films are driven by the characters and that superhero movie scripts are not any fucking good and then he says, sorry, I got off the rail, but I mean, come on, superhero movies in brackets are mostly saved by special effects. And that's come that's becoming boring for everyone who works with special effects. If you got the money. However, Scott says himself that he made three superhero movies saying that Alan, I mean, Alan, <laughs> Alien, Gladiator and Blade Runner fit the genre's ethos of of an individual doing extraordinary things to defy overwhelming odds. He doesn't count his own work as boring as boring as shit. And then that's when he said that, like, you know, yeah, I made these movies. There should be here movies, blah, 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 blah. And of course, I'm going to say that he, you know, he's fucking wrong. Not that I hate Ridley Scott, but I just think that is like, I mean, Alien. Alien is fucking a classic for sure. I haven't seen Gladiator. Blade Runner is good. By the time Blade Runner came out, people did not like it. I think that failed in the box office too. Let yeah, now see. we got Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and a lot of people say that that's a better movie than the original. <laughs> yeah, because of, because of the one thing about Blade Runner is that people, yeah, people called the original Blade Runner boring because it was it was very slow and it lacked action. Yeah, it bar- it it barely made over its budget. It made forty forty one point six million at the box office. With a $30 million budget. So, I mean, I mean, say what you want uh, about that, but, you know, of course, he, of course, he's a hell, of course, he's not going to say that his films aren't boring because, of course, you know, they're classics, of course. But so, I think he's wrong for saying that. And also, he uh, also said another quote about how, like, um, about his movie, The Last Night Failing, because people were on their cell phones too much. Uh, what does that say about your work, Mr. Ridley Scott? I don't think it's, I mean, my, my, might be a little boring. I don't know. Could be me. Yeah, no one wanted to watch that shit. But, like, it's, it is important to state that, like, obviously not all superhero movies are, like, gonna be some masterful fucking, you know, not every movie is gonna be Logan or Infinity War or The Dark Knight. You know, you have your black adams <laughs> and you're yeah, like yeah, and man and the wasps and, and yeah shit like that like obviously yeah some superhero scripts are not gonna be up to par but like it's always it's always the generalization that's probably the biggest issue because it's like oh superhero movies oh all marvel movies oh all whatever obviously there are outliers and shit like like some superhero movies aren't for everyone and there certainly aren't for old white men um 
so and like i forgot oh, i think maybe tarantino said it I, I don't think i put it in the uh quote but he said like he would have eaten the mcu mcu up if he was if he was growing up in in his 20s during this time which we are <laughs> and it's like yeah because you're older and you have different tastes that, that's why that's why i say like the tarantino things blown up proportion because he said because he's he is a marvel fan he just uh he just wishes that his movies are seen more, <laughs> you know? Um, but like, yeah, not obviously not every movie is going to be a hit, but that doesn't mean you should discount or discredit the movies, the superhero movies that are phenomenal, like the dark Knight, like in Avengers infinity or like Logan, like Spider-Man into the spider verse, like, like, like Morbius. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like these masterpiece of, of, of filmmaking, uh, like, What's what's hilarious to me too is that these directors, I guarantee you, would be all over just drooling over and be just just singing their praises about westerns. Mm-hmm. Which oh, yeah. westerns were the superhero movies of their day. They were abundant. They were everywhere, dominating over every other genre of film. They were, it was oversaturated. They were, I mean, Westerns were all over, play, all over the place. That was the genre of film. And these guys were either, you know, alive during that time or like grew up with them. And it's just the same thing. So obviously they're not going to be like, oh, well, the Western, back during the Western, those, those were real films. Of course, I'm gonna say that because, like, it's. I mean, it's. It, it happens with every generation. Whatever you grow up with, that's way better than what's coming out nowadays. I mean, even yeah. like, like, we're guilty of that too in some regards. Like, I would, like, my 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 dad or my mom would obviously say, like, oh, well, yeah, like Looney Tunes is way better than the crap coming out now. But I would be like, Adventure Time, regular show. I like that's like peak cartoon stuff right there compared to shit like Teen Titans Go, whatever the fuck's coming out now. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm, exactly. like, I'm guilty of that. But like, in the end, that, I think that's literally all what this is. They are not necessarily unwilling to change, but they're unwilling to, unwilling to see just the difference of the industry and they're unwilling to will change with the industry, but I, I, I guess, but like they just, they don't want the industry to change. They want it to stay the same. They want it to, they want it to be like what it was when they were coming up or when they were sort of at their filmmaking peak, but that's just not what it is anymore. The superhero genre is the Western genre and the superhero genre has only stayed alive for so long because it's not just Westerns. The superhero genre isn't just, Oh, there's a superhero in it. The superhero genre is, uh, different types of genre films. There just happens to be a superhero in it. I feel like we've talked to sort of talked to similarly about this uh, on the podcast before. I don't remember, but like Ant Man is a heist film, but it, yeah. it's, there's a superhero in it. <laughs> Obviously, uh, The Winter Soldier is a spy espionage film, but there's a superhero in it. <laughs> uh, Logan's a western, but there's a superhero, there's a superhero in, it. in it. Yeah, like. Uh, Obviously, there's thing like like Shang Chi is a is a sort of Asian inspired action uh, film, martial arts film, yeah, yeah, martial arts film. But there's a superhero in it. Like 
that's what these films are. And that's why the comics have been around and are still relevant, popular, and still hold up since the 60s, since the 40s, since the 30s. <laughs> like that, That's why these stories are persistent, because they're timeless, unlike Westerns, which are just... And they shoot their guns. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah, nothing's going to be like, you know, like, you know, people aren't going to be like, oh my God, like, a Western film, like, the good and bad, the ugly. Like, no one's like, going to watch that shit right now. Like, but of course, like, like you said, like, these are going to be genres filled with superheroes in it. And that's what it is. And like what I said, like I paid back off of JSU, that this is just a cultural shift right now. Um, because of like more, like just many, many variables. And of course, like this, like this conversation of like, you know, cinema and like, you know, the like Disney Marvel, like everything just changing the industry. It's just so layered and so nuanced that like this could turn into a conversation that like, you know, that takes on for like days, weeks, months, years, whatever. There's so much that goes into it, but of course, like, you know, we're not going to get into everything because there's a lot of things that we don't even know about. But we're going about just the stuff that we, we've we seen and we're going we're gonna to continue to see as time goes on. Because, you know, as we've said before, and we're going to keep saying it because this is our podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Uh, don't be an asshole. Right. <laughs> it's, it's OK not to like these movies. It's it's okay, like 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 even Scorsese said he tr- like he's watched Marvel movies and that's fine. That, that's, that's I mean it is what it is. He doesn't like them, that's cool. But don't shit on them because like your film didn't fucking do so fucking well because no one wants to watch like just you know other shit like that. You know it's that's fine. It's okay to like Marvel movies. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's okay to like superhero movies, but. You know, people have to shoot. It's a it's a popular thing to hit the shit on the MCU and got this whole fucking quantity over quality bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also we should have said we should have said this at the beginning, but like it's important to add that they're only saying this because they need to promote something. (laughs) Right? They would have said that any other way. They know it's going to get clicks. They know it's going to get attention. Um. Tarantino was selling his book. Ridley Scott was promoting the last night or whatever the fuck the movie was. I mean, like that's, that's, that's what's happening. JLo is promoting her dumb movie that no one wants to see. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to like literally start off every one of my videos by saying, I hate the MCU or the MCU. <laughs> and then start saying, and then start promoting some like shit. Go watch my, go watch my new video. I'm like, I hate the MCU though. Like, you know, some bullshit. Fall off. God, fucking quantity over quality. The MCU has gone downhill. It does. It isn't the same after Endgame. Hey, go on a new video, though. You know, shit. <laughs> I bet uh, a lot of them probably don't think there's a lot of depth because they only watched like Endgame or some shit and just didn't understand what the fuck was happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there there was like a group of people who like literally watched Endgame and didn't understand what was going on. Like, no shit, you fucking casual. Like, if you go watch the last movie of a saga, of course you're not going to understand what's going on. Yeah, and then, and then that is part of the problem. Not necessarily people just jumping in. Well, I mean, that is part of the problem. But, like, also, because we're 30 projects deep into this, 
like you're gonna you're only gonna get the full depth of character and emotion of someone of a character like Iron Man if you're there if you've watched since Iron Man. And it even helps, you know, obviously there's nostalgia there and and you know, obviously we we grew up with this stuff. Literally over half of our lives <laughs> it was is the MCU. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um you know, Iron Man came out in 2008. So by the time Infinity War Endgame comes around 2019, like not only are not only have we seen everything that that character has been in and everything that he's been through, but also we didn't binge it in a month. <laughs> so we're a lot more emotionally connected to that. And yeah. I don't know, I think that's even better than just having that arc within a two and a half hour film. We got to live with that character. We got to live with these people. We got to live in this universe. And so we're emotionally tied to it. And I mm-hmm. think that adds to the storytelling. And again, not always. You have your Ant-Mans and the Wasps. You have your Thor, the Dark Worlds and shit like that. But when when you're connected, like the, everything's just going to hit harder. So when you just jump in late, I mean, you have people who jump into the MCU and they're just like, I don't get it. And it's like, I kind of don't expect you to. Because, because uh, I mean, number one, it's a lot, but number two, yeah, you're, it's, it's not going to resonate with you as much, is it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But well, what is there? Let me see if there's anything else I have to say. Um, oh, oh, I wanted to bring in a small little point. Um, yeah, the reason why, you know, like Marvel movies also gave me attention of like casual in general audiences. Uh, part of the reason is that like people are going to want to watch, you know, the newest film or the new superhero film because they don't want to get spoiled due to like, you know, the plot leaks and shit like that on the on the Internet. So, of course, they're going to want to go see that a little bit faster than the, than the average film and someone um said in J Soup's comments, Oh yeah, I'd rather watch, I would rather watch the newest Marvel film faster and like anything else I don't really care about. I can just wait for it to go on streaming, which is the case, like for for everybody. So I mean that's just a small little thing I wanted to add in there. I mean yeah, I didn't see everything everywhere all at once until it came out on four K. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You, oh, that's right. You, yeah, because yeah, you're trying to watch it in theaters and it just never worked out for you. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, well, like well, I was saying earlier, when it when it had it a theatrical release, unfortunately, it was still like a relatively limited release. It wasn't, you know, in like every fucking theater. But still, the 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 amount of money that it made. Oh my god! I didn't even talk because I I spent so much time talking about a twenty four and everything everywhere all at once. Like the way horror films, indie horror films, make a comeback. Smile, Barbarian. Just, yes, just oh, destroying. Yes, I, yes. I I'm glad you brought that up because, like, it also goes into like I had a talk with um you know my mom and like other people how like um you know like like budgets are like, are like you know one of the things that like um or of course you know are, are like a big thing now and how it kind of ties into what I said earlier about like how some people don't really invest in like they invest in the movies. Right. But the thing is that like these low budget movies aren't really like a thing anymore. So when there is a low budget movie and it does really well, like, you know, that, that, that says like a lot, like barbarian was like, I think it was like a 45 million. Actually, no, hold on, let me check and see. 
I know it was like a really low budget film and it made like three times or four times its budget. Um, yeah, it was, it had a $4.5 million budget and it made $43.3 million back. Yep. So yeah, glad he, glad he, glad he brought that up. Yeah. Small budgets. I mean, Shazam, you know, it didn't make a ton and yet it's it because of its small budget, it managed to be one of the most profitable superhero movies of all time. Exactly. Um, but also like with even like because every because they're like, oh, they're all all everyone's seeing is superhero movies. Black Adam is probably not gonna make a profit. <laughs> it, it like at best it's gonna break even. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so like obviously not we're not everyone and also you know you know you know there's people feeling superhero fatigue or whatever or marvel fatigue whatever the fuck um but i mean again the superhero genre i mean it it, it's not going to go anywhere because there's genres within genres within the, the superhero genre which by the way i've been saying this for years as much as they don't fucking like superhero movies and they want it to go away you can make everyone shut up by just making a superhero category at the Oscars. Like the the reason there's even an, the a best animated feature thing at the Oscars is because they don't want to put animated movies into best picture nominations. I think the only one that was like that was Beauty and the Beast, and they didn't. They were like gross, and so they made it its own category. So like you can like people. I'm like I'll say it fucking all the time. Hugh Jackman deserved a, an Oscar nom for Logan. He just did. Um, make a superhero a, a superhero um, category at the Oscars. Like, best superhero film. Like, fucking, I guess the nominees this year would be, like, The Batman, Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, I guess? Yeah, I guess Thor Love and Thunder, um, Morbius. Yeah. No. Peak. The Batman would um, win. Yeah. Imagine like Morbius is there, and like if Jared, like Jared, uh, the, ah, fuck, I can't speak. Jared Leto wins, and it's like just playing XS, XS. <laughs> just funny, but I mean, yeah, man. I mean, the Oscars are fucking rigged, anyway, yeah. So. Fucking horseshit. It's all politics. Yeah, it's just I mean, sucks. they gave Black Panther a Best Picture nomination. Fucking ridiculous. That's always going to be ridiculous. <laughs> really. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, OG Black Panther. I wonder if Wakanda Forever is going to get a Best Picture at all. That'd be good. Hell, It'd I, be more I mean, uh, deserving than <laughs> 2018 Black Panther. Sure. But, I mean, I have nothing else to really say. Yeah, basically, fuck Scorsese, fuck Tarantino, fuck Jennifer Lopez, fuck Ridley Scott, fuck James Cameron, fuck everyone, fuck all these white people. I guess Jennifer Lopez and whatever, you know, fuck her, whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not endorsing saying fuck all these white people, but um, it's fine to not like superhero movies, but don't entirely bash them and then be like, "My God, I'm tired that Marvel is getting all the attention because my friend's five dollar budget, um, you know, indie film did not get nominated for anything." Like, okay, well, my dark booty film set in medieval times with my, my a rape scene. I can't believe it's not successful. I can't believe no one wanted to see this. <laughs> my my elevated art house movie did not make, um, you know, a quarter trillion dollars. 
because of a Marvel movie, like, okay, bro, calm down. Just make Just better don't films. don't be an asshole. Make better, more so, interesting films that people actually want to see. Like, everything, every role at once. I mean, that shit looked great. Like, the trailers, amazing. just the concept, everything about it. I mean, come on. Just make interesting shit, like Barbarian and Smile. Like, I mean, I don't think anyone thought Smile would be a, su- a success. I mean, the film's called Smile. That could, it sounds like the corniest fucking movie. Yeah, exa- exactly. Seen. Like, like the thing is, I too, like, I, I feel like horror is like, yeah, one of the, it's one of the hardest, like, genres to tackle. So, like, yeah, and of course, every know, movie is mixed. Yeah, so like, whenever, not gonna lie, whenever I thought Smile was was coming out, like when I saw the trailers, I was like, yeah, this movie's probably gonna fucking flop. And when it did well, I was like, holy shit, like you know that's fucking good, because you know, like it, you know, yeah, like a, a movie called Smile, it, it sounds like it would fail, but people loved it because you know it was campy, like it was actually really good. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, the Terrifier two. Yeah, Terrifier two as well. Like, people love that shit. And when people, I mean, people love the first Terr- Terrifier as well. But still, have like, you seen that, or at least clips of it? Yeah, I've seen clips of it. Yeah, that shit's it's just fucking, wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was so fucked that it was almost funny. God damn. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't laugh. But I was like, oh shit. Like I, I didn't laugh. Like there was like. It starts off really fucked up. I was like, or the, well, at least the clip that I saw, it was like, this is really fucked. And then it just kept going. And then it kept yeah. going. And then it kept going. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like then, then it started to get kind of comical. Also, the chick that he was killing was just somehow still alive despite everything he was doing. I was like, this is fucking mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> yeah, I heard that like, the second one's like, like that, but like worse. It's like more gory. Yeah. Anything. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say. So uh yeah. is that the show? That is the show. Well, all right. Thank you for listening to the Avengers Podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A V E N G E Nerds, all one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at nowhere. Follow our social medias, please. I keep saying this every single time, but I'm going to make an effort to start posting more on those so we can build up build up some type of platform on those sites but where can they reach you uh they can reach me at it's zenith underscore on twitter sounds good uh we have a discord if you'd like to join the conversation there those will be linked in the show notes you can check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in you can also review the show in app on apple Podcasts. if you can leave five stars in the review it would really help us out thanks again for listening to the adventures podcast we'll see you next week later